Hello everybody and welcome back to the Real Talk Fake Talk podcast. It's a podcast where we keep it real and focus on God. Uh, I'm still sick because I'm recording this episode the same the same night that I recorded the last episode, so I'm still sick right now. But this episode is going to be a bit different. I wanted to read the chapter that I mentioned in the last episode. So I mentioned a verse from John chapter 11 verse uh, a verse from John chapter 11, which was verse 35. And so I wanted to read the story of Lazarus because there's so many interesting points uh, I got from that story. So I want to give a bit of commentary on it. And I'm going to be reading it in the NIV version. I know a lot of people are strictly King James version, not me. I preferably... Uh, read my verses in different versions just to get an idea of what it's like but my go-to version if you want to know what that is is the amplified version because it offers context and commentary but i'm not going to read it in this episode because it's going to get confusing with all the commentary mixing with the verses so i believe the niv is the best option here and you know i don't speak in king james version so this just sounds more natural so this story of Lazarus, his death and resurrection. And reading from verse one, it says, Now a certain man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So already reading here, it's kind of interesting that it says the one you love is sick. That's who they introduce uh, Lazarus as when they tell him the news. So it's almost like they want him to come urgently. So there's not like, hey, Jesus, I have a friend and he's sick. They're like, no, Jesus, the one you love is sick. So there's a sense of urgency like, Jesus, we need you to come here now. Right. So in verse four, it says, when he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. And it's really interesting that he says this part, because I'm like, okay, you, okay, you're saying it's not going to end in death. Okay. All right. Interesting. So continuing in verse 5, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there. He stayed where he was two more days and then said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I'm like, okay, they obviously want you to get there. Like, you're the son of God. You can get there. Like, shoot, you can teleport there. I've read verses where the crowd tried to attack Jesus and because it was not yet his time, he disappeared from among them. I don't know what that means. If he literally disappeared or he just, you know, slipped out. His escaping skills were really good. But I felt like Jesus could have got there pretty fast. And it sounded, you know, this verse is kind of weird because it says uh, he loved them. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So it was like, yeah, he loved them, but then he delayed. You know, I bet uh, Lazarus, if I was Lazarus at that point, I'm like, did you tell Jesus? That, <laughs> that I'm sick. Yeah, I told him. I told him. I told him that the one he loved is really, really sick. 
Oh, okay, that's good. So he should really be on his way. He should always he should almost be here by now. Like, no, no, not really. He he uh decided to stay where he was two more days. Uh what? Like I would be like, come on, like you you could have been here by now. Like, why are you delaying? So this is kind of interesting. It's almost like I'ma wait, I'ma make him be patient. So I don't know. So he got up and he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. And verse 8 says, But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you were going back. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? And this verse was weird to me when I first read it, because like it's an answer, but it's not an answer. Like I could imagine being Jesus' disciple and being so confused. I'm like, Master, we need more water. The people are thirsty. And then he comes with some <laughs> other thing. <laughs> like he says, Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. And I guess, I don't know what it means, but I guess that's his answer. I guess it kind of means that, hey, he can see things other people can, can't can see because he walks uh, in the daytime. That means, like, the Bible calls us the children of the day. So, because he's from God, which is the father of lights, like, he could see certain things where it's like, bruh, I know I'm good, bruh. Okay, I'm not walking at night. I'm not going to stumble. I know I'm good. Okay, so don't worry about nothing. Verse 11. After he said this, he went He went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. And it's a weird thing to say. It's not a weird thing to say, but how they took it was kind of weird. They literally thought he meant that he was asleep. But it was like, uh, you know, I'm like Jesus was going to be his alarm or something. Like, I'm, I'm literally just going to go there, tap him on the shoulder, be like, hey, Lazarus, wake up. No, he obviously means, he obviously meant that Lazarus is dead. But for some reason, they thought he meant asleep. Maybe because how Jesus said it, and they're like, oh, he's just asleep, then he, he'll be good. But verse 12, it says, his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. <laughs> so many times I've, I've read, like, scripture with the disciples and they sound like the slowest people on earth maybe because the completion of the new testament has already been passed down to us where certain things just automatically make sense to us where obviously it doesn't mean he's sleeping you know what i'm saying but i guess being in that time and not having that knowledge like <laughs> i'm just like bro what <laughs> why what <laughs> says lord if he sleeps he will get better right he just took a nap he'll wake up fine <laughs> verse 13 Jesus has been speaking of his death but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep <laughs> John puts that in there yeah we thought he meant natural sleep but he was talking of death yeah I know slow moment for us verse 14 says so when he told so then he told them plainly Lazarus is dead okay guys Lazarus is dead and for your sake I am glad I was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him so a lot of things just happen for God's glory, just so people could believe. It's not like God just like, hey, I'm going to let Lazarus die and everyone gets sad because, oh, for my glory. 
if if it's his glory that people believe in his son because that's the only way you're going to be saved okay i'm going to do a podcast on this because for some reason people believe there's more than one way to heaven and i always tell them like look if you want to find someone else to die for your sins then go ahead but jesus already did that you might as well just take the route that god already made so thomas this is the one <laughs> it says then thomas in verse 16 also known as didymus and I'm reading it on my phone. So it gives you like a bit of context. And it says Thomas, which is a Ramic, and Didymus, which is Greek, both mean twin. So he probably was a twin. And I'm pretty sure I said that Greek word wrong, but look, I'm not a scholar. Then Thomas, I think this was the same doubter, <laughs> but he says something really good here. Like it sucks that he was known as doubting Thomas. That's not a good reputation to have. Like. You, you go around spreading the gospel and like, hey, who's that preaching? Is it Paul? No, it's Thomas. Oh, was it? Is he? Isn't he the one who doubted Jesus' resurrection? Yeah, that's him. Ah, good times. <laughs> like, it's just not a good reputation to have, like being a doubter, you know? But yeah, I really like what he says here. He says, let us go. Let us also go that we may die with him. So I don't know if he was, they were thinking that, hey, Jesus is going to die. Uh, when he said, you know, uh, Lazarus is dead, so let us go to him. So I don't know if they thought Jesus was meaning that, hey, we're going to go die with him because it was a dangerous mission. I don't know. But I really like what Thomas said. He was a rider, man. He was like, man, let us also go that we may die with him. Like they were ready, bro. <laughs> they were ready, but maybe not so ready because when the time actually came, they ran. But man, they have heart though. So verse 17, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Like, okay, Jesus came four days late. <sighs> I bet it felt very hopeless for Lazarus dying slowly and knowing that his friend who was supposed to come to heal him four days ago, you know, who got the news was delaying. But, you know, especially not having the perspective of, okay, this is for God's, God's glory. He might have felt hopeless. And sometimes I feel that way too, where it's like, like, God, really, this, this is so easy for you. You can literally just, you know, do this in an instant. Why are you making me wait so long? Why do I have, but you know, we just got to trust in God, man, because he knows what's best. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. They probably were popular. I don't know. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, you know, Jesus, the popular guy in town, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I really feel that. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Like, I really feel that. I Like, sometimes in your life, you feel like God isn't there. And it's like, bro, Jesus, if you know, if you just help me with this, like, it would be way much better. And you feel like God is, like, letting you do it on your own. Sometimes, like, I really feel that. In verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And this is the point of perspective where, okay, she's taking it a different way than what he's saying it and sometimes like god says stuff in the bible and we take it a different way than what he means 
And Martha answered in verse 24, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Like, yeah. So she knows the information and she has faith in that, but she's not getting the point. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Okay, let me introduce myself. He's like, look, I am the resurrection. You talking about the resurrection? The resurrection is here in front of you, talking to you. Okay, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whosoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's some deep stuff, man. I got to say amen to that. Verse 27. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Oh boy, he's finally here. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforted her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. Verse 32 says, When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here. And this is the same thing Martha said. It's like that, that like, Jesus, like, only if you had been here, like, if you were here, like, none of this would have happened. You know what I'm saying? If you had been here, my brother would not have died. It's like, we have faith in you, but it feels like, you know, you're not here. You know what I'm saying? I really feel that. Like, what they saying. Verse 33 says, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And what I read in the Amplified Version, it says when it says that he was deeply moved in spirit, it means that he was angered by the sadness caused by death. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And verse 35, that verse that I love so much, Jesus wept. Like... That's his friend, man. And it's like, I know I'm going to raise him. I know I have the power to heal him, but this is really sad. Verse 36, then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept his friend from dying? And I feel like sometimes we as Christians get in that situation where people look at us and they're like, oh, he has so much faith in God. Why don't his God help him? You know what I'm saying? It's like we ourselves become a reproach in a way where people use us as a reason not to believe in God. Like, oh, isn't he a Christian? Like, look at him struggling and stuff like going through this, going through that. Why don't your God help you? Like, it's it's a sad thing, but we know at the end of the day, we win. That's how it is. Verse 38, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor, for he has been there four days. And when I read the Amplified version, one of the benefits of reading the Amplified version on the phone, I know a lot of people be like, oh, put the phone away, grab an actual Bible. Nah, the phone has a lot of information on it. It said that the interesting thing about this, a lot of people believe that after three days, you know, the soul was still hovering around. 
So the fact that it, he waited four days before he resurrected him showed that, look, this ain't no soul hovering around coming back in the body. This man is dead, dead, okay? Battled or everything. Probably decaying, everything. This is a mummy, okay? He basically was a mummy coming back to life, bro. So God really stepped up big. And verse 40 says, Then Jesus said, Did not I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Like, Jesus is like, man, he's just telling them, like, man, I already told you. Y'all gonna see the glory of God. Now, just look. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I really like how he started this prayer. It's like a prayer of faith. Like, I already know you heard me. Like, you hear me now, but I know you heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. So, this is a beautiful prayer, man. He said, I knew you always hear me. Like, that's that close relationship, bro. When you have that relationship with God, sometimes we feel like God doesn't hear us. We feel like God is far away from us when it's in fact we're far away from God. He's always been there, you know what I'm saying? But we don't want to turn from him. And it's interesting that, man, the point is, Jesus is just trying to get people to believe. Because it's for your own benefit. You know what I'm saying? He's not just walking around flexing like, look, boom, start walking. Boom, you could see. Ooh, look at this. Look at look at my cool tricks. Like, bro, there's a point to everything. When he told that man to walk, he said, just to show you that I have the power to forgive sins, bro, get up and walk, okay? So, he's doing it for us to believe, bro. So, people, like, I don't know, bro. It's just better to believe. So, verse 43 says, When he had said this, I see the time is running out. A lot. Like, it's, it's been 17 minutes, so I'm trying to get this done. When he said, when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face i'm trying to like say it like john right like he's like bro the dead man came out his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face like this was epic bro and jesus said to them take off the grave clothes and let him go i wonder what was lazarus reaction here is the scripture reading by the way i'm stopping right there verse 44 yeah that was verse 44 I wonder what was Lazarus' reaction. I was like, bro, I thought you would have never came. I thought, like, this was heaven. Like, I was waking up to heaven or something. You actually came. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, you know, when you've been struggling with something so long and you're like, man, God probably ain't even trying to hear me. I prayed. He probably said no, you know. But he's just telling you wait. And then when it finally comes, it's like, man, I thought you would have never came. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, God knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you praying for a boyfriend, but he trying to give you a husband type stuff. Lazarus was praying for healing, and God gave him a resurrection. Now, that's a much cooler story. Like, bro, I'm telling you straight up, I was there. And I'm pretty sure I was there for, yo, Martha, how long I was there for? Four days? Yeah, four days, bro. I've been dead for four days. And all of a sudden, I'm just chilling there. No pain, no no nothing. You know, being dead and all. I could tell y'all because I was dead. And all of a sudden, I hear Lazarus come out. I'm like, well, I'm dead. I shouldn't be able to hear this. And I was out of there. I recognize it was Jesus' voice. I was out of there. That's a way better testimony, bro. 
and he gave and Jesus gave that man a good testimony that saved that saved a lot of people's souls, man. So it's just best to trust in God, man. Whatever you're struggling with, it's like it's not that God trying to push you past your breaking point. He said he's not gonna let you be tempted beyond you could bear. He's gonna give you that route to escape. Just trust him, man. He's gonna give you a good testimony. People gonna hear that testimony and they're gonna believe they're gonna be like, dang. I mean, I've been struggling with this, but this person, they've been through that, and God helped them. So imagine, he could help me too. You know what I'm saying? So y'all be encouraged, man. I just wanted to take this moment and read that scripture with y'all. But I know it's pretty long, but hopefully we can do this more often. So enjoy. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that scripture, and it was very encouraging to you. Uh, share this podcast with your friends if you love it and stay encouraged